Welcome to This Week in Lotus. The weekly roundtable discussion of all things social, collaboration, technology and community. Here's your host, Stuart McIntyre. This Week in Lotus, episode 28 for Friday 26th November 2010. Transforming XPages Performance. This show is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. You can find this and other tech-related podcasts at techpodcast.com. This Week in Lotus is sponsored by TomTom. Check out the brand new TomTom FireLive 120 with built-in HD traffic, speed cameras, hands-free calling and much more. Details are at thisweekinlotus.com slash TomTom. Hello and welcome to This Week in Lotus. We're back for episode 28 and as usual I'm joined by my co-host Darren Duke. Good morning Darren. Good morning Stuart, how are you? I am very, very good, thank you. It's been an exciting week in the uh, Lotus community. We've had uh, a new release of a product which is always good and I think uh, you've had uh, Thanksgiving obviously over in the States as well. Yeah, a rare few days off for me and I'm busy cleaning coffee off my computer because of just an incident I just had where someone made me laugh and I've just got coffee everywhere. <laughs> Good job we don't do a video podcast, that's all I'd say. <laughs> now, after we recorded This Week in Lotus 27 last week, I think you had Atlog, didn't you? Uh, was that just last week? Wow. It yes, was. yes, it was. Um, so the... Ed Brill, like the Ohio State, the Ed Brill came down and spent a couple of hours uh, talking about notes 85853, uh, Vulcan, etc., etc., and also about Traveler and kind of alluded that maybe the first or second week in December is when we'll see Traveler. So, again, thanks to Ed for coming down. And it was, there was, a, it was probably about 60 people, 60, 70 people there. So, it was Excellent. a pretty good turnout. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thanks for organising that. I'm sure the people in, in that community really appreciate it. So as usual, we're joined on This Week in Lotus by a panel of guests, uh, people from around the Lotus community who have something to add to the discussion. So uh, first of all, I'll introduce Tony McPhail. Good uh, good evening, I guess it is with you, isn't it, Tony? How are you? Yes, it is. It's uh, 11 o'clock at night. I'm pretty good. Excellent. And uh, I think people can detect from your accent, but you're from Australia. So whereabouts in Australia are you and what do you do? Uh, I'm, I'm in Melbourne and I work for the Salvation Army in the Southern Territory and I look after our enterprise applications and infrastructure, uh, Citrix, VMware and Lotus Domino portfolio, notes, note, iNotes, same time, quicker connections. Excellent. Well, it's great to have you on the call today. I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to join us. And I'm also, joined, okay. also joined by Pim Van Rutten. Hi there, Pim. Good afternoon, guys. Hey, it's great to have you on the call. Do you want to tell people what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, I live in the Netherlands. I work with a Dutch uh, IBM business partner. Um, I started out as a programmer with Lotus Notes. Then after six years, I um, started doing consultancy. And for the last three three years, I started uh, consulting around enterprise social media. And uh, for Lotus, that means, of course, Lotus Connections. Right. And so where is your company based? company is based in Houten. That's near Utrecht in the center of uh, Netherlands. 
Excellent. Wonderful. Well, it's, it's great to have you on the podcast today. So thanks for joining us. And finally, uh, we have Tim Clark of IBM. Hi there, Tim. Hello, Stuart and Darren. Um, yeah, I'm now working in Lotus Technical Sales uh, in the UK and Ireland. Um, been working for Lotus since 1994. Still love it. It's all good. Um, I am that person who bleeds yellow if you cut them open. Um <laughs> And <laughs> the last couple of years, I've been focusing on X pages, doing a bunch of stuff with business partner technical enablement. But now I'm back doing Lotus technical sales, helping customers get to grips with you know collaboration and stuff inside or social media or same time or you know whatever it happens to be that has a Lotus software brand on it. Great. Wonderful, and thanks for joining us. It's always good when we sort of complete the perfect circle of having a customer, an IBM, and a business partner on the call. It's always good to get the different viewpoints into the discussion. So clearly it's been Thanksgiving week this week, so I wonder if we can just quickly go around the table. Can we have one thing that you're particularly thankful for in the Lotus community? Tim, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Um, I, I guess I'm thankful this month for... Um, all of the donations that people have made to my Movember effort. For those of you who don't know, um, there's a um, a thing going around the world actually started in Australia or New Zealand, I believe, called Movember, where the, the month formerly known as November becomes Movember and people grow Mo stashes. Um, and basically I have been really, really lazy and not shaved properly for a month and it's actually beginning to itch quite badly now. But um, <laughs> that's just the face, people. Um, and... Yeah, I've managed to raise over a thousand pounds, which Wonderful. I'm very grateful for. Um, and it all goes to prostate and te- testicular cancer research. So, a good man's charity for a change. That's great. Well, well done, Tim. And I, I did enjoy the photos of you guys from from my lug with the moustaches. That was just stunning. I tell you, I cannot believe everybody's generosity at a conference. It's just ridiculous. Wonderful, great. And Tony, what's your reason to be thankful this week? Well, that's a hard one to follow up from. I'm thankful in 30 years of IT that I've never had to work with Exchange. <laughs> that's great. I like that one. Hear, hear. Yeah, exactly. I think we can recommend that to everybody. Uh, and Pim, what's your reason to be thankful? Well, my reason to be thankful is for the Lotus Connections GA last uh, last Monday. Right, and we'll be coming on to that in quite a lot of detail in a minute. I- I'm I'm thankful for that one too. And how about Darren? Um, I'm thankful that the <clears throat> Lotus Notes Traveller Android client just worked as is with no changes on my new Samsung Galaxy tablet. Ooh, I've heard lots about this Galaxy Tab this week. How are you enjoying it? It's it, it's nice. It's 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 the perfect size. It's right at the exact same size as a Kindle, so it's nice to hold, and not like the iPad, you know, layer folks kind of size of paper. So I, I like it a lot. I think. I don't think it'll be very long before the Duke household has two Samsung Galaxy tablets. (laughs) I'm surprised Lisa hasn't kidnapped it already. She's away, that's why. (laughs) Excellent. And and I'm just thankful for the Lotus community. I must say, I I think um, having dealt with many other technologies in my working career, there's been nothing like this group of people that come together every year at Lotusphere and at many other events besides uh, that is just a terrific bunch of individuals to work with and, and clearly very motivated and and loyal to the technologies we work with and, and I'm very, very thankful to that. So thank you to everybody for downloading and listening to this podcast as part of, of the community that goes on. So let's kick us off then. Uh, Pim already mentioned it with the Lotus Connections 3 GA. It became available, I think, on Wednesday this week, yeah, just Wednesday. before Thanksgiving. Great. And uh, Pim, so what have you made of it so far? You finally got your hands on the code. Have you done much with it so far? 
Uh, well, we've we've been in the in, in the beta program for uh, for quite for quite some months, and um, so so we've we've had taken a, a deep dive in the in the, in the new features, and um, well, we've we've been working on a, on a project lately, and which had an, uh, an uh, a live going on uh, November fifteenth, so that that took us that took quite some time. So uh, right now we're we're finishing finishing up that and trying to install uh, the GA as quickly as possible at the office. Excellent. So, so you're rolling out two five, I guess, because that's the the latest version available. How many users is that for? It's for six thousand users worldwide, wow. thirty countries. Yeah, you, it's a it's a huge a huge project, and um, well, it's it's just a f- phenomenal ride, phenomenal ride. Excellent. Well, good good luck with the go live of that, and I'm sure it'll be uh, well adopted by the users at that company. So, love to hear back about it, maybe in a few months' time. Yeah, we'll do. Excellent. And so, um, the, I mean, the, the launch is quite interesting for a couple of reasons. One one is, I, th- I think, from my point of view, there were a heck of a lot of very useful resources made available for the launch, which is something that maybe hasn't been done particularly well with other product launches from Lotus. There were uh, an awful lot of videos and how-tos and installation worksheets and so on that were made available. Um, Darren, did you see these? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's... Whoa. <laughs> I think it's... Um, uh, whoever that just fell off the chair, are you okay? Or do we need to call an ambulance? (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) Um, I forgot what the question was. Oh, yes, yes. So I think it's kind of a a good sign that the people inside of Lotus who were selling the social software get the idea behind social software. So, you know, that's a huge checkbox, you know, on on the right column for, for getting it right, especially after we've had such a, a couple of, let's say, bad rollouts over the past quarter or so. So th- there's a ton of information. And, and I think this goes back to, you know, the, the may- maybe an elongated beta program where it gave him a long time to get all this stuff out. And there's also, you know, a couple of good um, customer references came out of, uh, I think it was Enterprise 2.0, I think, a couple of, couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's a ton of information out there. And it's, it's almost to the point where it's kind of overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> I find it a smart move that they that they really did some great announcements on the Enterprise to the Do conference. Just just don't not waiting for for Lotusphere, but just to go to the to the place where Enterprise to the Do stuff is happening, being the Enterprise to the Do conference, and make some some great announcements over there. Uh, yeah, and you know, um, it's it's one of these things where I think this is this is maybe the blueprint, but I think the rest of the sub products inside of the brand can maybe look at is you don't have to hold off for an entire year to make announcements. If you do it right, you know, the info centers and the wikis, although the info center is not really as good as it used to be now, hint, hint, cough, cough. (laughs) Um, You know, the fact, the fact that all the information is there is, is a big deal. And and still today, give you a a, a Lotus Notes example. I think my help, my administrator help and Domino designer help is still 851, even in my 852 clients. So, you know, hopefully sub brands take note, the connections team did a phenomenal job. Yeah, absolutely right. And and the other thing that, that's notable, I think, and, and it's true across the Lotus products, but the community, again, has really gathered around this launch. And there's been an awful lot of posts by you know, Mitch Cohen and Luis Benitez and, and some of the other folks that, that deal with connections in terms of Sharon. filling, yeah. yeah, Sharon Bellamy, filling in some of the gaps around it. And so um, Luis demoed um, CMIS, which is something I actually wasn't aware of through the beta, is that 
Connections Files now supports this, this open standard CMS, which allows integration with other tools to now allow you to drop files onto the Connections File Store, which I think is going to be massive for, for the Connections product. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've seen the demo uh, of Lewis, uh, the, the video demo on his blog. And um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be awesome. Of course, it's, it, we just have to wait for, for the first business party to create a widget for, for Lotus Notes. So you can, uh, can, you can drop uh, files, uh, you can drop emails and, 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 and other files in, in Lotus Connections files. But CMS, the support is, is, is really awesome. Yeah, Makes you wonder about quicker, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know whether the, the, doesn't Quicker support the CMI, CMIs. I I don't recall ever seeing an official document. Do you, Stuart? No, I don't. I don't. That, that's, it was a new thing to me when when Louis talked about it this week. So it'll be interesting. I I think there's an awful lot of people that are waiting for an announcement around Quicker and connections at Lotusphere this year. I, I I have no insider knowledge as to whether there will be one in terms of some um, you know further integration or maybe one of the products going away or you know it'll be interesting to see what happens. But clearly, there's a massive overlap between Quicker and connections, particularly for file management. And there was some blogs. Yeah, there was a whole um, discussion around that at iLug, um, and to be honest, it, there was no real conclusions that came out of any of that. So I think, you know, and that wasn't just IBM as talking; it was IBM as and customers and business partners um, all having a pretty much open session, kind Excellent. of asking what's going on. But um, I don't, you know, I don't recall anything solid coming out of that, and you know, I'm, I'm not aware of any plans to do away with quicker and to just have connections or or you know the other way around heaven forbid but you know i'm, I'm not aware of any plans along those lines at all yeah it makes it pretty hard to explain it to users when you when you use quicker and when you use uh connections so it would be yeah. good to resolve I mean, it yeah the way you know the way that i explain it is that you know Connections is all about community, which is all about people. Quicker is all about things, really. So it's not about the people so much as the objects themselves. So if you've got both in your organization, which, you know, for lots of Lotus customers, you know, can be the norm. But if you've got both in your organization, then it can be a difficult to understand the difference between the two because they do give very similar functionality in places. However, not many customers have both, um, you know, not many customers have quicker and connections so it's it's not that big an issue on the whole in the marketplace to be fair it's interesting you make that point, Tim, and I have to say I disagree with you just on my previous experience and the customers I look after. Almost everyone has both products. You know, maybe one's in pilot and one's in production, but certainly that they're both there in the infrastructure. And and it's it's a question that that you know users come up with it is which should I use? And I tend to talk about um, teams versus communities. You know, one one loosely linked people that come together because they want to interact. The other one very formal. You know, people are. are put in a team they work together they work on a project and, and that's where quicker kind of sits but i think there's, there's definitely some some areas where it can be cleaned up in terms of that that overlap between the two uh, I'm, I'm i'm with tim i i don't have i can't recall any single customer having both. Oh, interesting um however having said that it is it is a difficult sales process it goes back to a long-standing, you know, IBM or Lotus problem. It is, I want to do X, Y, Z. Oh, well, here's the 12 different products that can do that. But, oh, if you want to do B, C, and D, then you need this product. If you want to do X, Y, and Z in the future, you need this other product. So, you know, the, the overlap kind of kills. I always say, you know, when people come to me and say, I want to do a corporate blog, 
you know, IBM's response is, well, here, pick one of the 12 things. And, you know, it's like seeing the pictures of your children. Out comes a wallet. There's all the products. <laughs> pick one. Um, and, and I think it's difficult for customers. It's difficult for us. And, you know, Tim, I like your attempt, but, you know, one's, one's, for, one's for people, one's for what put pieces of information. I think because every organization has both. I think that's a hard differentiation to make. Absolutely. And, and the point I was trying to make is not that, you know, there's a hard and fast rule. It's horses for courses. If you just need to collaborate quickly and simply around some sort of team project and stuff, then you might use quicker. However, if you've got connections, you might use activities. It, there is no right answer. And that you're right. Darren, that is the problem. We have too many right answers for the same conundrum sometimes. <laughs> and I think it's to do with um, evolution, evolution of products and technology and all the rest of it. So you'll see features bleed from one product into the next and then into the next. And, you know, you'll see it all moving through. But those, you know, products that are around first um, are still around for good reason because they still fulfill a purpose and they still have a, a, a part to play so i think a lot of it is all to do with the evolution of the software stack um you know and i don't think we'll ever get away from that i mean i'm sure we're not the only vendor that has that issue i'm sure i'm sure microsoft are asked the same question on a regular basis um something that that i i found very interesting about um the the connections three upgrade process having having looked into it in a lot of detail and actually working through it with customers next week doing some upgrades is, is that it's it's most definitely a side-by-side -side upgrade and and there's some some quite tricky bits in terms of you building a new infrastructure and then cutting over to it and and volker brought this up with a, a link to the installation worksheet which is quite a complex although really really thorough and very very useful document the details all the information you need to do the upgrade and so i, I just wondered pim you, you know you're involved in connections it does the side by side upgrade and, and the work that's involved in upgrading from say two five to three put you off at all or, or do you just think it's it's kind of the nature of the beast is that these these products are complex and we just need to kind of get used to that uh, that's a that's a difficult one well for for one reason that i i don't do the the upgrades myself okay. I've, I've kind of teaming with with uh, with my tech guy i'm i'm more the the, the functional guy who happens to know uh, uh, a bit about technical stuff so I, I don't have any answer to that but as i understood is well Installations of, of of Lotus connections are are well compared to Domino installations uh, are are difficult. So if people uh, have a Domino reference and they start with with Lotus connections and try to install it themselves, they will be surprised that it will take some effort. Well, a, a lot of effort actually. And uh, well, I'm I'm just hoping that 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 the upgrades and the installations will become easier. And I I understood that there were some uh, improvements made in uh, 3.0. But I, I, I don't have really the details on that. And, and yeah. you're right, there are improvements in terms of it being the installation manager this time around rather than the, the old Java-based installer. Darren, you are going to say? And what I will say, and I've seen uh, Sharon Bellamy post on this as too, and this has kind of been my experience too, is the, the beta went flawlessly. I upgraded our one of our internal connections inst instances flawlessly. And then I, I've tried with the goal code. And it's it's failed twice, and usually twice I'll walk away for a week and come back. Um, but I, I, obviously, I, I thought I was doing something wrong. But Sharon's tweeted a few times. I think she she was on like number five the last time I checked. So I wonder if something has changed between the last beta and and goal because it does seem to be going a bit wonky in places. 
I was with Sharon yesterday and, and working through some of that with her. And it certainly does seem like there, there's some issues to be worked through, but I'm sure we'll get there. I mean, something that's interesting is, is how it highlights how good Domino is in terms of those upgrades. You know, we, we just take it as second nature that we can bang an upgrade on in half an hour. You know, clearly there's some planning involved, but the actual upgrade process is so straightforward and so easy. And maybe we forget just how blessed we are with Domino. <laughs> yeah. Regarding, uh, regarding installation, yep. And I think that was also highlighted by that post that Ed blogged about a couple of weeks ago that came from a video that Microsoft did in terms of justifying why they do side-by-side migrations between versions of Exchange, which is quite interesting to see you know, the Lotus people kind of piling onto that post and making statements about how Domino is so much easier to upgrade than Microsoft and them not really having any answers to that. Well, th- th- there are no answers. You know, Domino is the only enterprise system that I ever work with that can run on a single server. And it can run on 10-year-old hardware on a single server. So it sits off in the corner. It's maybe the hardware is changed out when you maybe change hardware vendors. And it just sits there and runs. And it's also, it's almost like we need like the car manufacturers do some 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 planned, what's the word, not irrelevancy, but um, you know, where, where it breaks after five years, so you have to buy a new one. It's almost like we need something like that added to the domino. The magic, oh, it's five years since the install, must break now, please. Oh, please don't go down that way. <laughs> <laughs> please, 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 let's not get into the whole when do we end support question, you know, conversation today. Oh, yeah, I wasn't going, well, what my point was, I think domino is just so ultra stable that it causes a lot of problems for itself because of that. And and then when a domino person moves to, you know, a WebSphere installation or a SharePoint, it's like, oh my God, how many disks do I have? How many downloads do I have? You gotta download, you know, multi gigs. If it's probably up to a petabyte now, I would guess, if you accidentally pick the entire uh Lotus Connections <laughs> free install. Um but I think it's a big shock to people and you know, I wouldn't necessarily say Microsoft are doing anything wrong. And, and I commented a couple of times on them posts. But I, I think we're kind of, we, we, we are extraordinarily lucky because of the way Domino is written. But I don't think long term in the next five to 10 years or even Vulcan that that's going to remain. Sadly, I think you're probably right down there. I, I don't, I don't see it being um, something that, unless you stay with just the core Domino product, that's, that's going to remain that way. So um, that that kind of brings us on to the documentation that you need to do an install of Connections or any other product. And something that um, IBM has done with both Connections version three and Quicker eight point five is move to the the wiki based info center. So basically, having the the wiki that that we've come to know and sometimes love um, that has you know some information in it that people have provided from the community from IBM but also now has the dedicated formal information that, that used to be in the info center is now in there as well so I wonder you know Pim perhaps you you got a feel on this is that something that, that you can you can cope with or, or actually maybe Darren you might want to jump in I don't know or, or, or would be better keeping off keeping the formal info center as well as having that more dynamic more um, changing um, wiki as well well, I'm I'm a big fan of wikis, so okay. um, and 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 I really don't have a problem changing to a to a wiki. So and I, I remember a, a discussion about uh, the 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 Lotus uh, uh, Red the Lotus Redbooks changing to wikis 
on uh, Lotus Fear a couple of years, uh, a couple of years back, and I remember seeing a lot of angry, uh, angry Lotus people, and I was, I was thinking about it, like, well, you're you're changing to a wiki, which is a f far more easy process of writing books in more collaborative way. So, so what's the deal? I think it's a good thing. Have you used it? I've used it. Yeah. You've used the info center put in a wiki because it's nothing short of a catastrophe in my opinion <laughs> it, it, it they've made a difficult process i i never really liked the info centers but i was always able to kind of print them out and use them and build my own info center with the steps that i needed to make instead of go well if you're doing xyz please go back four steps and change this property that's what the info centers used to kind of make me do you know, just moving the InfoCenter wholesale into a wiki, I think, is doing a disservice to a wiki. I think wikis are very good things. But I think just bolting an InfoCenter into it maybe is, is not the way to go. And I've seen a couple of comments. I've kind of tried to keep out of this because, well, I'm trying to give thanks, and this is not something I'm giving thanks to right now. Um, it's just a difficult thing to use. And I, I think... It, it, it was maybe a good intention, I think, spoiled by not thinking it through. And I'm not the only one that thinks this. It, it just go search Twitter or Planet Lotus for info centers in wikis, and I think you'll see a couple of hundred people are screaming about this. Yeah, well, then, then well, then there's just a, a my my opinion different difference is, is different. I well, well, for I don't print out stuff anymore and when I search I find things so uh, if, if that happens in the info center or a wiki I can uh, I, I, I both work for me and I, I think there's clearly some areas where they can improve I, I think first of all you know we've had Amanda and Joyce on here before talking about the wikis and I think generally speaking they've done a great job with the wikis there's been some improvements there recently in terms of you know social integration and so on that, that have really improved the wikis I think the challenge is taking that mix of formal and sort of informal content and putting it together and how you balance that and also just just some sort of very simple user interface things that make a big difference like you know you can't expand this sort of frame that has the navigation in for the for the info center so you can see the entire info center structure and i, I think things like that they'll they'll obviously deal with it over time because i'm sure plenty of people have reported that to them so it you know it's, it's a first situation i guess and and we're going to have to get used to it just like we had to get used to the red books changing to red wikis a few years ago too so um, just just to finish off on the um, on the connections side of things, Tony, you're a connections user and also look after a number of users that use connections two five as well. I know. Um, I mean, do do you think there's an appetite uh, within your organisation to move to the newer version of of connections? And maybe you can just give us a feedback for what your users think of of social software in, in your organisation too. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping there's a a feedback to to push to version three. Um, it's something we've only just really started to think about. We're having a bit of trouble getting people to take it up. And I think one of the, as I mentioned earlier, the difference between quicker and connections and where, where they each of the products sit doesn't help. The biggest issue is people are so embedded in their email inbox that they just don't know of any other way of doing anything. And it's really hard to, to change their, their mindset. It's all about the thinking outside the inbox, isn't it? As Luis Suarez keeps on talking about, it's trying to wean them off of email over time, which is, is difficult unless you can give them real good justification for doing it in another way. Just put your jokes yes, in there. <laughs> yes, we don't have jokes. <laughs> <laughs> We're a charity. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, one of the 
one of my uh, user cases that I in, in, uh, encouraged our HR department to to use a wiki and a connections community to make some changes to a policy a policy document. And I've had some problems with the wikis, as I've mentioned to Stuart. So that's that hasn't helped my cause, and I'm hoping that version three will fix some of that if we can get it installed. Yeah, and it's much much better as the inbuilt CK editor that. Um goes across the whole of the connection suite and obviously it's used in a lot of the other Lotus products now as well. So there's definitely some formatting improvements and management improvements in there too. The other question I've been asked a lot lately is, is about pilot versions of, of, of Connections 3, which uh, was one of the features that's been in Connections since version 102, I think, all the way up to 2.5, which is where you had kind of a ready-to-install pilot you could just chuck on a single box. It kind of installed itself and did everything for you. Uh, and that's actually been removed from 3.0, which I know a lot of people, are, or some people, are disappointed by. Uh, I think is actually a good thing because that pilot install was difficult to then upgrade to, to a real version. But um, it's, it's, it's important to note that if, if if you've used that pilot version in the past and it was extraordinarily difficult to upgrade yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. right so so let, let's move on that's connections three it's out there it's available for download uh, go ahead and play and i'd love to to know your feedback on that new release it, it is a good one so um we, we've had some interesting discussions uh, again in the community this week about x pages so there's been a few topics that we will run through in, in quite swift um speed uh, first of all um uh, another partner out there group did a transfer transformer demo a demo of their new product they're launching transformer on lotususergroup.org it's a way of converting your existing notes and dominant applications to use x pages so did anybody see that demo i did and what did you think uh disclaimer they are a competitor of mine um i'm going to try and be objective here um i, I think it would be fair to say that the demo didn't quite go as Group and Nathan and, and Jennifer Mead from Group wanted it to go. Um, I don't think anything worked. Uh, I heard that Lotus Live meetings crashed or something like that. It was what kind of took them down. Okay. Um, I have yet to go back and look at the replay. I know that, that Nathan did some Camtasia, so I have to, have to go back and look at that. Um, I, I think from, from, from a demo standpoint, it, it was... You know, I, I I think it was a bit of a failure because a lot of people came away. You saw the tweets saying it was like watching a car wreck. But I think the idea behind the product, if it can be made to do what it is purported to do, is actually maybe kind of useful for people that have hundreds, nearly thousands of, of Lotus Notes apps that they, they want to get to an X Pages framework. Um, I, I am a software engineer by trade. Um, that's what my degree was in. And anytime I see, you know, square hole, big hammer, hit it hard, out it comes as a nice sausage, you, you've got to kind of wonder. And and so I think the proof is, is going to be in the pudding that this thing is, is, is can it do what it purports to do and is converting i think a lot of the stuff gets converted to java is that actually going to negatively affect or, or, or positively impact the, the transformer product i think it's called transformer now it's changed names a couple of times but you know if, if they can do what they said they can do and i think it's going to be a, a, a resounding success for them ibm at least in my areas are, are pimping this thing out the wazoo to lotus notes customers so the ibm salesforce seem to be really up on this right now I saw this thing at 
um, I sat down with the guys from group at the iLug conference and actually saw a live hands-on demo of it. And um, I'm kind of impressed that they've got as far as they have. I personally don't think it's there yet because um, the way that it works is it takes a database and it you know, adds a whole bunch of X pages stuff to it. Um, and what they do is, by their own admission at the moment, fairly simple. Uh, and then there's a whole bunch of um, services work to go afterwards to actually, you know, finish the job. So it's not, I don't think it's it's going to be billed as, or will ever be billed as, this is a converter that will take your, you know, let's say a Note 7 discussion template and turn it into a, a, notes 8.5 discussion template. I don't think it's ever going to be billed as a one-stop shop. Um, I think it's interesting that they're actually pricing it based on templates, um, so not databases. So if you have, you know, and I think that's quite sensible that they're, you know, they're pricing it at, I think it comes in at around about a thousand bucks or a thousand euros or a thousand pounds based on each template. Um, and then there are some price baked breaks if you've got hundreds and hundreds and thousands of templates. Um, but my my whole reaction about that is that, you know, it's it's all very well saying it's based on templates, but, you know, most customers, you know, if you take a look and do a proper audit of most customers, I said, you know, my guess is that they probably, if you looked at it, use less than 100 templates for all of the thousands of apps that they have on their Domino servers. Okay. So uh, the price breaks that they've got to me, don't make sense, but I can see why they're doing it from a business point of view. So the you know the base is that it's going to cost you a thousand bucks to do a template plus the services work afterwards to get the thing to a proper X pages state. So it's by no means a one stop shop. And you know, but I applaud the guys for getting as far as they have because it's not something that's easy to do. Okay. Uh, I I I thought it was ten grand. Am I am I wrong? Well, the, I had a chat with the guys in the UK and they've said it's a grand per template. Okay. Well, I, I haven't seen the demo, but but the thing with with automatic stuff is that you have to to, to know their limitations, and 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 to, just to discover the limitations of tools like this is a time-consuming process. And what you want to do is is and and you only learn if you do this at customers because you can you can fool around at your company trying to figure out what it does, but but the real proof is the putting, like you guys said, and and the, the real putting is doing this stuff at customers. And what 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 customers want to hear is so uh, convert these these uh, this Domino stuff uh, this Domino Domino databases and tell me how how much money it will cost how much time you will you will spend on this and well and, and and there you go you have to be predictable for this and you only can be predictable once you get to know the limitations of the product and that's time consuming so it's it's always difficult and. Um, uh, and, and, and that's where the, the, the problem lies. You have to get to know the limitations. You can only do that in practice. So, so let, let me redirect this, this to Tony because I've done some work from a Salvation Army in the United States and I know Stuart has kind of conversed with you several times. Uh, is, is a Salvation Army as an organization, I know you guys are separate by territories, but is, is your territory looking at X pages? We are looking at X pages, but I don't think we would use a conversion tool. In this instance, luckily, we don't have a, a huge number of applications, so it would be easier to just hand code it. I would think, as Pim so, says, you've got to work out what the what the template's going to do, and you end up going to have to go back and change it. And chances are, it won't be fast enough. And 
you'll end up having to do it all yourself anyway. And and I want to echo Tim's statements. I think it's a phenomenal kind of testament to their tenacity, I think, to get as far as they have. But but I think one of the problems you have as as, as a, with a notes app is it's it's so many layers kind of sort of mushed into one little square icon on the desktop. It's business logic, it's it's data, it's security. And and, and I'm not you know, I'm still skeptical as whether I can take that little square database icon shake it around and turn it into an X page without honestly spending almost as much time manually fixing what my automation project did as opposed to just manually doing it myself. And, and I think, you know, on, only after a handful of customers have been through this with a couple of hundred templates, you know, will, will, will we know is it going to deliver on the potential promise? And the other thing I've been discussing with customers is, you know, you go to a customer and say, how many applications have you got? Okay, so we've got 6,000 applications. And you say, well, how many templates is that? And they go, well, you know, there's a whole bunch of discussion databases and team rooms and all the rest of it. And then you get to a point where you say, well, actually, you know, if all of those custom bespoke things that you've got, would it be possible, because each one's just slightly different, that's why you had a developer write it, would it be possible to kind of, cookie cut those into one application that you you then customize for that particular use and they're like oh, well that's an interesting idea so then you're cutting down the amount of development time you've got but I think the, you know the real thing with X pages is and I I talk about this when I you know help people understand what X pages after the first time is if you do proper use case analysis of an X of a, an application the the in use case analysis terms the scenes that you end up with should be you know, those are the that's the amount of X pages you need to develop. Now, having watched the the, the transformer um, tool work at a, an X a, an ordinary notes application, it seems to be that they create an X page for every form that there is in the database. Now, that I'm not sure that's the most efficient way of writing code. Um, and until they get those things ironed out, so that there's some kind of um, optimization written in, then I guess that tool is going to be of some use, but it's certainly not the complete picture. Something that I um, took away from from it, and I, 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 again, I'll echo what you guys are doing. I, I, I have tremendous admiration for the fact they're even trying to do this, let alone delivering something that can actually uh, accomplish most of the job. Um, some, something that worries me slightly is, is that existing domino applications are being turned classic or legacy as part of this kind of discussion and and we're talking about x pages being the big new thing and, and my concern is we already have to some extent a, you know a difficult enough job defending notes and domino in some organizations without then terming some of those very important very sophisticated applications with being legacy or classic and i wonder whether darren do you have any concerns about that too is, is that something i think we need we need to worry about i've been doing some back channel work with a couple of people in, in the community to, to stop them using the term classic. And what you'll find is it's predominantly developers. It's it's all of the guys moving from notes apps to X page apps are terming it legacy or classic. And what the side effect here is they are basically terming anything that's not an X page as a legacy application, which also includes the mail. So they're managing in one fell swoop to taint the entire Domino product, which is keeping most organizations in place on Domino, is mail. By terming it classic or legacy, you are doing a massive disservice to the messaging side of the house. 
and it needs to be curtailed and it needs to be curtailed now because it's causing problems in sales. For example, if if I go in and I tell you, well, you need to you need to modernize all your applications because that 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 classic notes applications, and also let while I'm here, let me sell you another thousand seats of, of Domino Mail. Well, is Domino Mail an X page? No. So let me get this right. You're going to sell me a thousand seats of something that's deemed classic or legacy? I don't think I'll be buying that today. Mm, Darren, if you're going to sell somebody a notes uh, or a web version of notes, then you're selling them iNotes, and it is using, you know, the same technologies as XPages use. So that's that's the way I, atto- you know, I approach that with customers. I don't, you know, end up talking about legacy or classic at all. And I, I agree with you, but if people think you know, because it's a, a Notes client app, there isn't a, an X page version of it. Well, there is. It's called iNotes. Which is a discussion for a different time. But yeah, I don't disagree, Tim. But the truth of the matter is, iNotes ain't X pages, and X pages ain't iNotes. But they do use some common technologies, I guess, under the covers. It's just, I, I think it's something that, that we need to be concerned about. And, 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 you know, because very many traditional domino applications are very leading edge. You know, um, the work that uh, El Guji did on their Idea Jam prior to them moving to X Pages was leading edge, social, you know, terrific in what they did. And then they've now made an X Pages version, which is great in, in you know, the same way. is it does. I don't think we need to delimit traditional equals classic old you know need to be a refreshed versus x pages equals you know great wonderful new stuff I, I think that there's a you know it's a domino app at the end of the day whatever however it's written and however it uses technology here here so that that takes us on to a um a question that jake howlett raised on his um great codestore.net blog which was he was asking people are you a domino developer um and really uh you know whether you do other things as well whether you develop in, in other technologies and i think darren you saw this did you take part in the survey i did i voted 629 times no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i i saw it. i i was surprised at the results um you know we're going to link to the to the post i think you have to vote before you can see the results i think um but you know the show notes will have the current results as it stands today and, and i was kind of surprised that the, the, the two biggest chunks which have 30 percent or over 30 percent each are the, i am yellow 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 to the core and yes i am a dollar developer but i also do different things which is you know that it that equates for 60 percent of the votes um which was kind of surprising. There was a couple of other options like, yes, but for how long? And that, that got less than 20%, which, you know, pleasantly surprised me on that. So, you know, I, I would say people go out and vote, take a look at the votes. It's very interesting. I'd like to hear what other people on the call have to say about that. I, I was I was very pleased with the results. I, I think obviously it's kind of a self-selecting sample in terms of people that go to CodeStore.net clearly have, have gone there because they like what Jake, Jake writes about and that typically, at least in the past, was very um, domino-based. So I, I guess that's part of the reason for the very positive results. But I, I also think it, it's great in terms of uh, suggesting that people are very committed to the domino platform even if they do do some work on, on other platforms too. Yeah, and, and the, the thing with the other 32%, other fingers in the pie too, so does it relate to XPages stuff of or um, or uh, jQuery stuff or Java or Ruby on Rails? You you just don't know. You, I mean, other other pies too. Yeah. It, it, is it something they they do at home or? It, it, yeah, it's, it's a, a very vague section, isn't it? In the answer. Yeah. 
be interested to see if Jake follows that up with another you know questionnaire because I think you could certainly delve down and find out what what domino based developers are now looking to do whether it's SQL or you know um, you know SharePoint or whatever it might be. Yep. The the other post that's just cropped up, I think it was today or maybe yesterday, is one by Sean Cull, who we've had on the, on this podcast in the past, um, talking about X Pages in the Notes client and how he's see some challenges maybe in terms of the speed of X Pages, and it's 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 interesting because I I think one of the real strengths of X Pages as it stands today is that we do have this sort of write once, use many times approach, and that we can write X Pages and you can use them uh, in the browser, in the Notes client, and I think in in BlackBerry applications as well, and 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 whether there, there's still some challenges in terms of doing that. Has anybody seen that post? I have yeah. seen that post. I've seen that post and in what two you think, places Tim? now as well. I've seen it in the Design Partner Forum, okay. um, and I've seen it on his blog. Um, and in the Design Partner Forum, he did get a response from the developers that they are looking at it, uh, and they are aware of it. However, they did raise a good point, is that Xpages in the Notes client was primarily coded um, for offline capability. It wasn't primarily coded to be performant. So I, I don't know how people feel about that. And I know it's a case of, well, you know, if you build yourself a, a, a soapbox to go racing in Formula One, you're not going to win. Um, yeah. But it's a case of, you know, they've got to get there somehow. Um, and unless we bring these things out, you know, my personal feeling is unless we bring these technologies out and show you guys and let you play with them, A, we don't find the problems with them, and B, nobody actually ever progresses anywhere. So I'm, I, and they are looking at it. They have said, yes, absolutely, we agree with you. It's an interesting you know, case study that you've done. And he's done some very thorough research, bless him. Um, and you know, he had discussions with them at ILUG, and, and those discussions are continuing you know, via email and stuff. So, and it, they are looking at seeing what they can do for 853. So I just wanted to bring that in as a positive note on this, which could be seen as a... And, and a lot of the comments on his blog have actually been quite negative about it all. So yeah. I just wanted to put a positive tilt to it, that we are looking at it from a development point of view. And I don't think anybody should should jump off the deep end about it because you know clearly it might just be his situation, it might be his application, it might be you know something more generic. And and until IBM have had a chance to have a look at it, I think you're absolutely right in defending it, Tim, to to that extent. Darren, you were going to say? Well, uh, yeah, we've got a couple of X Pages apps that we've tried to run in the client, and, and we had to stop. And 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 if you read the comments, you'll see Dave Leedy had a, a similar. Out, outcome. So I don't think this is just what, what, what Sean is doing. I think maybe there was a disconnect in, hey, XPages in the client really aren't really supposed to be used for server-based applications and more for local replicas. And, and I do think it'll be addressed because if, if IBM have proved one thing over the last two and a half years, it's that they can address performance issues, look at the Notes 8 standard client when it first came out, and look at 852 start times now. So they, they have a lot of people that can do performance tuning on this Thing. So I'm 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 pretty upbeat about it. I, I don't think it really could be used for server-based applications like what I have and what Sean has today. Um, you know, it might have been nice if some type of statement had been said about that when when 851 first came out that hey, you know, maybe these kind of applications shouldn't be used in in in, in the, the notes client, which maybe would have caused some problems for the right ones run anywhere mantra we're hearing. Um, but but I, I think it will be fixed. I think it has to be fixed. If, if for no other reason than with Vulcan careening down towards us, uh, you know, there's, there's got to be some some way to, to, to have these X pages applications maybe running offline. You know, Eric Brooks has a phenomenal comment on on 
um, Sean's original blog post the, the, with, with a potential set of fixes which, which resolve around dolls, Domino offline services, which has been in Domino since, what, R5, I guess, give or take. Um, so I, I think if, if that were to be looked at, uh, you know, that kind of stuff might be, might be worth, worth looking at. But Eric has some good points, and Sean has some indisputable facts, which I think always helps IBM when you can say, look, this, this is what I'm seeing. You can replicate that if you want, and I can give you the application. I think that's, that, that only helps Sean's um, issue, and I also think it helps IBM try and resolve the issue. Absolutely. That kind of data is invaluable to us. You know, if people come to us, you know, from a development point of view with real issues and real data to back it up, not just, I think it's slow, um, then absolutely <laughs> we can do stuff to it. You know, we can actually work with that. So I need to stop saying that? <laughs> yes, Darren, you do. I'm really sorry. That doesn't help. <laughs> now, something that's been very notable over the last few weeks and months is that um, the Xpages kind of um, community, the group of people that are very focused on Xpages applications is growing, and they're doing some tremendous things um, to, to support that community. And, and so we've had xpages.info recently. And there's another uh, site that's come out of the woodwork um, just in the last few days. Certainly, I, I saw it tweeted about for the first time today, which is a URL shortener based on an Xpages app. It's at xpag.es. Uh, Darren, did you see that this morning? I, I did. And it's it's kind of actually kind of cool where... You know, if you've got something about X pages on a blog, and we all know that, you know, WordPress of a Domino blog has some kind of long URLs in it. So you can use the, the, the X pages shortener to, you know, indicate that it is an X pages related post. And not only that, but the X pages shortener itself is, is an X pages app, I believe. So, you know, that's kind of recursion on recursion on recursion of X pages, <laughs> which is kind of cool. It's written by David Leedy, isn't it? Or. Am I wrong on that? There's nothing obvious on the site that says who it's written by. So, you know, if it is David, we'd love to know and, and recognise you for that. I, yeah, I, I, I just saw him blog about it yesterday. Or not blog, but um, tweet about it yesterday. So I thought it would it'd come from him. But I'm happy to be wrong on that if somebody else wants to claim it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And, and yeah, I, I think it's great. I think we'll see a lot of xpage.es links going through Twitter in the, in the following months. And I, I think it's great that it, it, it makes it clear to everybody, um, you know, what technology it's written in and, and you know, and, and what, what people are doing with xpages, which clearly is more and more as the days and, and weeks go on. And Jeremy Hodge did it. Oh, OK. I believe. Ah, well found out. Great. And um, also, also on XPages, while we have you on the call, Tim, you, you started a, a podcast, didn't you, that, that covered XPages a little while ago. Um, we yes, haven't I seen did. any episodes in the last few months. What's the news on that? Will there be more? I knew you were going to ask me this. Um, <laughs> yeah, things have got a bit crazy in the Clark household, I'm afraid, um, with one thing and another. Um, nothing to do with technology, just family stuff. Uh, and all of this stuff kind of, you know, got a bit hectic for myself and Stefan Vissel, who was the other host. Um, and, um, you know, we are planning to bring it back. I've got a couple of other guys um, who are going to help me host it. So there'll be three of us instead of two of us. So hopefully that will make the availability to host it better. Um, and we are always looking for um, topics. So, you know, one of the things that held us back was I kept on falling back on talking to development about X pages. Um, so I'm always happy for people from the community to give us topics. We're going to relaunch in time for Lotusphere. Um, we've got um, a new website coming. We've got that's in development at the moment. I'm hoping and praying that we manage to make that run on X pages. 
<laughs> I don't know whether I should say that. Uh, uh, you know, we've got a new website coming. Uh, we've got the same URL, which is the, expa- uh, the xcast.net. Um, and we will be producing more episodes in the new year. Um, and we'll probably start with an episode at Lotusphere. Great. That's certainly something to look forward to. We did appreciate those those X, Xcast episodes you did, and it was a great conversation to have around development, which you don't hear too often. So it's wonderful you're bringing that back. That's great. And here's a tip: don't do it weekly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm never do. I'm never promising a timescale on a on a podcast ever again. <laughs> but bless you guys for doing a weekly podcast. It does take an awful lot of time and effort for those people who haven't tried it. It's an awful lot of time on the cutting room floor, as they say. Yeah, it certainly is. I'll echo that. So we're we're now only, believe it or not, sixty five days away from Lotusphere. It's coming, you know, quick and fast. That people hopefully are registered by now. The early bird registration goes away. I think on the third of December. So that's only what ten days or so away, maybe less. Um, so if you're not registered already, you definitely need to. And something that's been notable this year is is they've been quite late with um session confirmations. A lot of people would have um submitted session abstracts uh what about a month ago now. Um, uh, and we haven't seen the confirmations come through yet. I, I believe that they're due out next week. So that's something to look forward to in your inbox. Um, so uh, maybe go around the table. Uh, have you submitted abstracts for Lotusphere or do you plan to attend? Perhaps, Tony, you could kick us off. Are you going to Lotusphere this year? Yes, for the first time. I've been hearing about it for years and years and years and finally getting the opportunity to go this time. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. It will be tremendous to, to meet you out there. So uh, what are your sort of expectations or, or wishes for those of Is there anything particular you're looking forward to seeing or hearing out there? Me singing. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I've heard that already on previous podcasts. <laughs> Carry on, Tony. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really not too sure what to expect, I must admit. I'm hoping that I'm going to get a lot of value out of it and uh, meet you guys and, and a lot of other people and go to some good sessions and get some answers to things that I want to know about. And I really, but I don't have, I'm not sure what's going to happen, I must admit. Excellent. Tim, are you planning to be out there this year? Uh, I'm hoping to be out there. I've submitted uh, three abstracts. Um, two with Matt White as a co-presenter and one with Paul Withers and we don't know if any of those are going to be accepted yet like everyone else um, but I'm also on the management team for the um, Lotus Solution Developer Lab which is you know the, the goldfish bowl as you go down into the showcase um, from the escalators from the main lobby um, it's the goldfish bowl on the left hand side which is you know I'm going to do a short plug here for you know loads of hands-on lessons that you can come and do all around stuff like advanced X pages and same time and quicker and connections and come and actually physically yourself come and play with that stuff rather than have it demoed to you um so yeah i'm hoping to be there um as yet i don't know um but that's you know internal politics and travel budgets and stuff like that so we'll see my advice um would be you know if it is your first time then make sure you grab lots of water when you see it out on display because they take it away real quick and and, and wear very comfortable shoes (laughs) (laughs) it's a heck of a lot of walking goes on every day and Pim, do you think you'll be there this year? I'm hoping to, hoping to. I, I, I filed an abstract um, about the customer case I was uh, I was talking about, and um, uh, I'm, I'm I um, suggested to present with the, uh, the 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 project manager who happens to be the internal evangelist within the company. So he's very eager to to present, and uh, and hopefully next week we'll we'll hear we uh, will hear that we uh, 
we can present. And I've been in Lotusphere um, two or three years ago, and it was an awesome experience. It's um, had a great time, and especially my tip is, um, well, of course you should you should see the uh, the presentations, but go and meet the developers because those guys are just sitting there waiting there and just they they're telling more than uh, than something from sales uh, will tell and there yeah uh, there there you can uh, get the real information and the real truth about uh, some uh, some lotus products and unless that... you have the blogger sticker in which case they will not talk to you <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah that's true <laughs> Darren, i didn't tell you this but the the best thing to do is lose your hanger with the blogger <laughs> sticker on go and get another one and put your badge in that but I didn't tell you that, okay? No, that's no. that's right. You don't look like Lisa Duke. Um... <laughs> no, 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 no. You can swap your badges over. Just take a different hanger without the blogger sticker on it. Oh, there you go. I like that idea. But we I have didn't to edit tell that you out. That, we, have, okay? we, we have to edit that out. Yeah. So we can't can have that get out in public. <laughs> and Darren, will you be there this year? I am there. My hotel is booked. Uh, my ticket is bought. Um, like everyone else, I have a couple of sessions, but I have no idea whether they're coming or going. Uh, I have no idea. There's been a blogger program, but there's been some confusion this year about whether that's on or off. So I don't even know if that's happening this year. Um, so, yes, I'm going. Um, it's always fun. Uh, for people who've never been, just go to the fountain and hang out there for four days. You'll learn a lot more than anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that's the key, isn't it? Speak to people, get to know people, spend time in you know in the bar if necessary, getting to know people, and just get you know leave with a with a massive number of contacts and friends that you wouldn't have had before you go. And if you make it into some sessions, then that's great too. But but concentrate on on seeing people. Um, I've I've got my um uh, registration booked this morning actually. After all this time, I was determined not to go to Lowestoft this year. I was determined to show. Uh, my family and others that I could go a year without going to Lowesphere, and <laughs> I failed dismally. There's no way I'm missing it. So, um, so that's booked. And again, as as many others have already said, I've no idea if I'll get any sessions or not. But I, I, I have one um, s- uh, submitted with a customer with Sharon Bellamy, we've already mentioned, uh, which I really hope does get selected. Uh, you know, the other ones would be terrific, but that, that that's one where a really good Lotus customer will tell um, the audience why they've um, you know bought into the whole Lotus portfolio having been a, a microsoft shop beforehand and i think that would be interesting for a lot of people to hear about so we'll see uh, whether that gets accepted next week and also i have news for you Stu. i don't know if you know this but we submitted one together i don't know if i ever told you this we did yeah no it's a boff wasn't it yeah it was okay so i did tell you <laughs> <laughs> no it's not too much of a shock on this podcast fortunately I, I, again hope that gets gets accepted we'll see um and something else that, that came up on the blogosphere this week was that Traveller for Android will be out, quotes, by the holiday, so says Ed Brill, um, which is good news for everybody that has an Android device. We've done this once or twice before, but just go around the table. What is your main phone operating system? So, Tony, what kind of phone do you have? Well, I have a BlackBerry, but I'd love to have an iPhone. <laughs> I think and many other people are in that situation with you. And Pim, what do you use? BlackBerry also. BlackBerry and Tim? Um, okay, so I have two. I have a BlackBerry for work, and it's only work, and it only has work data on it. And I have an iPhone for myself, uh, out of choice, and yeah. it only has my personal stuff on it. So I can turn my BlackBerry off, and work goes away, and I can still have a phone to use. So, you know, I have BlackBerry, and I have an iPhone. Excellent. And Darren, you're an Android man, aren't you? Uh, I am nowadays, yes. My, 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 my worm has turned. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, so I, I actually still I still carry a BlackBerry just because I haven't fully moved off that platform yet. Um, but I now have a Samsung Galaxy S Android phone, and that's predominantly my, my main phone these days. But the battery life sucks on it. Okay, well, that's true of a lot of smartphones. I don't think they're alone in that. So have you been using the um, the beta of Traveller for Android? Yeah, beta 2, CodeJob 2, was, had, had a lot more functionality in it than beta 1 did. Um, and, and that's probably got to be pretty close to, to gold code, is, is my guess. And it's, it's a pretty nice um, implementation. I, I haven't seen any issues other than sending really, really large photographs but that may be more a data issue than, than, than a, a, a Lotus Traveler issue. But I'll echo everybody else on the planet that's used Traveler. Traveler just works. That's great. And it's slightly different, isn't it, for the Androids is for the iDevices in that it has a built-in client, doesn't it? So you effectively use the Traveler client to send them a CV email rather than using the native one on the device? Yes. So Traveler, at least my understanding is this is the first Traveler device to have its own client built from scratch, which is why it took a year. So IBM Lotus went away and created a mail client and a calendar client and an address book corporate lookup client. Um, and because of that, they were able to do some things that the device can't do natively, like repeating invites and that kind of stuff. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if the limitations this are on the Android, but now they've overcome by a full client, by creating their own rich client, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point it eventually makes its way to the iPhone, but that's just my own personal guess. I'm not sure that that will ever happen because of the limitations of the Apple put on development and seeing source code and stuff like that. And I believe that that's one of the reasons why we don't do it like that for the iPhone because we had the chance to do that a while back. But I, I could be wrong, but that's what I heard is why we don't do that. Okay, that might be why, but I think it would, you know, it's if if it could be done, I think they could add a lot richer experience to the iPhone at maybe the cost of the sexy look and feel. But it, even the Android one looks actually very nice. It's a very nice app. And have you tried that on the tab yet, Darren? Yeah. Um, I fired up a separate server just because I didn't want to break anything. Um, installed the, the Android client on the Galaxy tablet. My, my Galaxy tablet ships with Android 2.2, which is a supported config. And on it popped, up it came, and the email came on fine. And, you know, the form factor makes it a bit easier to read long, drawn-out emails that I tend to get from IBM. Um, about don't talk about this on the podcast. Um, but, um, but, yeah, it worked out of the box, which is phenomenal. A device that wasn't even uh, an inkling in Samsung's eye when IBM started this thing just worked like a charm. So... I think that's good news for any future Android phones hitting the market. The, a completely unsupported platform that wasn't even built just worked. So that's good news. And good, good work by IBM as well. Great. Good to finish the news on a very positive note like that. That's, that's terrific. And I look forward to, to that becoming available a little bit later on. So as usual, when we finish our news roundup, we go around the table and ask each of our guests for a tip. It might be a site, a feature, an event, or something they want to, to share with you, the listener. So, Tim, why don't you start us off? What's your tip for this time? Okay, so um, my tip is that anybody who's interested in XPages development, keep an eye out on Amazon and at Lotusphere at the bookstore. There is a new book coming out by Martin Donnelly, Mark Wallace and Tony McGuckin, who are all developers who code XPages, you know, 
actually code the X Pages stuff inside Domino, um, so they're IBM developers, and they've written a book called Mastering X Pages Development. So if you want to get to know X Pages Development, all 600 pages of it can be yours from Amazon, pre-order now or buy it at Lotus Fair. 600 pages, good work. Apparently so. Wow. This is why we've been having, you know, no features turn up in X pages recently. They've been writing this book. <laughs> no, that's 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 a fear by everyone, okay? It's just a joke. <laughs> and we had Tony McGucking on this very podcast back in episode nineteen. If anybody's interested in listening back to that, we talked about the book then as well. Uh, and I can't wait for that one to be available. I know they're rushing as hard as they can to get it available for Lotus Fear. So it'll yeah, it be should great. Be available if that's January twenty first or something, so they say. So Oh really? Cool. Yeah, apparently so. Terrific. So that's that's why they made Lotus Fear a week later this year. <laughs> yeah, we delayed the whole conference because of one book. Yeah. <laughs> and there's links to the book in the uh, show notes to the Amazon sites in the UK and the US as well. If anybody's interested in looking at that. So, uh, Pim, what's your tip for this time? Well, my tip this time is um, I've, I've I've been talking about enterprise social media for for quite a while now. And what I noticed with, with customers and everybody I, 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 I speak about is, is that people asking, uh, that the customers are asking, I want to do something with, 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 with social or something. I want to bring Facebook, Facebook to the company. And, and the first question I ask is why? So we, we, if, if you're talking about Lotus Connections or any, any other internal social media, talk about business value. Talk about how it will improve your daily work. And not being able to blog or being able to create a network or anything. For most, for, first and for, for most, all it's about creating business value, and and have a discussion about that. How it can help you to create business value, not just because it's cool. So discussions about internal social media should be about business value, not because it's cool. Absolutely right. And there's a great quote by Jacob Nielsen, who's a usability guru that covers this, says, but in truth, social software isn't really about the tools. It's about what the tools let users do and the business problems the tools address. And it's something I, I finish every single one of my presentations with because it's it's really easy to get bedded down in the technology, isn't it? And, and talk about that rather than actually users' working lives and what they can do to, to improve that. So great tip. Thank you very much for that, Pim. You're welcome. And Tony, what's your tip? Uh, I have a simple tip, It's uh, and I think maybe it might be directed at some of my work colleagues, but uh, to use same time. Uh, I use it all, all every day, and it's a great way to see whether people are in the office or available, and then you can send them a message and find out if they really have time to talk to you and get whatever you want done. Terrific. I, I, I would certainly echo that. And actually, as a little footnote, we discussed on the podcast again last week, uh, the EXT ST service, which I um, I was very forthcoming about in terms of saying it's it's up and live and ready. Uh, there's been some issues with presence which have been resolved now, as far as I'm aware. So uh, if you tried that last week and had some issues, try it again now. I believe it's working very well at this stage. It certainly worked to get a hold of me today, Stuart. I can vouch for that. <laughs> Right, and and I, I've been logged into it all week, and and it's been working seamlessly for me to talk to an awful lot of IBMs. So, uh, yeah, give it a try. It's a great great tool. Darren, what's your tip? Um, this was brought up by someone who I don't remember who did it, but Evernote. It was a tip that was previously on here, and I I went out and actually looked at it, and oh my lord, it has changed my world for the better. Um, it allows me just to keep little snippets of information in sync across my now multitudes of devices. My devices seem like rabbits. 
So I've got multiple laptops, multiple phones, tablet, a BlackBerry, and Evernote installs on all of these and actually synchronizes them snippets of information uh, across all of them, which is kind of cool because I have a lot of Wi-Fi passwords from when I'm at customers. And if I don't have the right device with the right log on, and I can't get on the Wi-Fi. So Evernote allows me to keep that on all of my devices. So when I get that and go, oh, that's the Wi-Fi password for this customer, let me get on. And I ab absolutely agree because I use it for my getting things done system. So I've got lots of, lots of gadgets and goodies and Evernote is where all my stuff gets in. I have to agree with you guys. Evernote is awesome. I use it myself. I love the feature where you can take a picture on your iPhone uh, or other device of a whiteboard and then it OCRs it so you can actually search that, search for that particular note uh, in it later on. However, uh, we had our corporate security guidelines come through this week from IBM <laughs> and we're not supposed to use Evernote for any company confidential information. So just a word to the um, from, you know, user experience is great. Um, data security is not convincing IBM that, you know, that our company data is secure in the cloud in their environment. So I don't know what that means, um, <laughs> but, you know, I still like using it for notes that aren't company confidential, and I agree, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And Ben Paul recommended it back in episode seven. So that's where you've heard about it, Darren. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm an Evernote user. I use it for all my meeting notes. And it's just terrific the way it syncs between devices. It's, it will change your life in terms of the way you, you take meeting notes and so on. Almost as good as Dropbox. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. And very, very similar tool in many ways in, t in terms of that synergy across the different platforms and just taking the, the role of managing that away from the user and, and just doing it itself. It's terrific. So my tips for this week, um, a couple of things. First of all, a kind of product-related one, which is the SSDs rock. I know that um, Darren has mentioned this on the podcast a couple of times in terms of using them on his ThinkPad, is it, you have SSD in? Yep. Which is solid-state storage uh, in place of a, a spinning hard disk. Uh, my new MacBook Pro has an SSD, and I bulked at the price. Let's just say that. It wasn't a cheap thing to do, but I, it just makes the, the world a difference. My Papa Pro now starts up in about 30 seconds, including starting notes, same time, mail.app, and many other things besides. It just is that much of a game changer. So if you're looking at buying a new laptop, um, do look at putting an SSD in it. it. It will cost you more, but I believe you'll make that back over time. So so give give that a really good look. And secondly, is a bit of a, a pimping moan thing. Um, we, Collaboration Matters is running a webinar series uh, based on social collaboration and specific Lotus connections over the next couple of months, every Monday afternoon UK time. Monday morning in the US, um, we're going to have a one hour webinar um, going through a series of topics, starting out quite generally on social collaboration, then delving down into quite a lot of detail in, in terms of Lotus Connections and quicker over time as well. So if you're interested in, in hearing more about that, go have a look at my blog or company site. Uh, there's a link in the show notes to that as well and register. Of course, those are free uh, and well worth um, listening into if you can. So thank you to everybody that's... Um, you know, take a part in this podcast. Let's go around the table one more time. What's the easiest people, uh, sorry, easiest way that people can get hold of you if they have questions or want to follow up on, on things you've said on this podcast? Why don't we start with Tony? How do people find you? Well, probably the easiest way is to, on Twitter at, at tmcfail. Okay, so follow Tony on Twitter. And thanks for taking the time out to join us, Tony. I know it's, it's probably quite late in the evening where you are. Uh, quarter past 12. 
Oh, goodness me. Well, we've kept you up late, so thanks for... It's tomorrow. It's Saturday already. <laughs> Say hello to tomorrow for me. Well, enjoy your Saturday. <laughs> T- Tony is, is one of the hardest taskmasters we have on this podcast in terms of asking for the episode to be published <laughs> so he can listen to you while he does his weekend activities. So this week, you, you don't have to listen, Tony, so I don't have to rush to get the podcast out. That's great. <laughs> and there are True. some changes coming about, right, Stuart? Indeed, yeah. Good good point, uh, Darren. We're, we're going to move to um, recording on a Thursday as of next week uh, and probably an hour later as well, so 8am uh, Eastern time. Uh, the reason for doing that is just simply to give us a little bit more time to um, deal with the you know publishing the podcast and still get it out uh, and hopefully a bit early on the Friday so people can listen to it on their commute home on a Friday. Um, so uh, if you're going to take part in the podcast in the future, it'll be on a Thursday. Hopefully it shouldn't make too much uh, difference if you're going to be listening to the podcast. Bruce or Tim Duff, Tom Duff only have to get up at 6 a.m. now. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good no, thing. No, 5, 5 a.m., sorry, 5 a.m. I got it wrong because I used to have to get before. Yeah, I'm sure that So that will be good. That. that means it'll be ready for me on Saturday. Well, I don't know about that yet. Let's <laughs> take baby steps. And Tim, how do people find you? Um, they can go to blog.tc-soft.com or they can find me on Twitter. Uh, my name is Timster or if they look at the show notes, there's a link to my Lotus Live profile in there as well. Terrific. And Pim, how do people find you? I'm pretty active on Twitter. So um, you can find me on Twitter on P-V-W-E-T-T-E-N. It's P-V-W-E-T-T-E-N. And um, if, you, if you look on that, you can find me on LinkedIn, my blog, uh, my, my Facebook page, my Google ID. Everything is P-V-W-E-T-T-E-N. Okay. Terrific. And, and thanks for, for taking the time out to join us today, Pim. Do appreciate it, Angie, Tim. And Darren, how do people find you? Blog.darrenduke.net for all things technically related to Lotus, VMware and BlackBerry and Twitter, Darren Duke, all one word for my 140 character rants. <laughs> And they're very good rants to get them in 140 characters. And uh, find me on Twitter at Stuart McIntyre. That's with a U in the Stuart. So thank you to everybody for for taking part and for you, the listener, for downloading or streaming and listening to us and and our uh, you know, views on, on Lotus technology. It's great to, to have you on board. So until next week, this was This Week in Lotus. Bye for now. All opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the participants only and do not necessarily represent those of their employer.